Hello, everybody. Hope you're having a great week. Thank you for spending time with us tonight. You know, we're going to talk about testing. You know, this past Sunday, we had an incredible service outside at Affordville Park, looking at the refreshing living water. But tonight, I want to talk about some testing. And you know, I've got a statement that I wrote down here, and it says, testing reveals our hearts. God always allows situations in our lives to help reveal or even expose what is truly in our heart in order to help us grow in our faith. You know, I don't know about you, but pretty confident we all share kind of the same sentiment. I'm not really big on testing. Uh, I don't like my heart being put in those situations, but afterwards looking back, I often see what God has done and what he's revealed in me to help me to grow and to change. And, you know, testing is not something that uh, only applies to you and me, but Jesus himself was tested. And I wanted to use that story tonight as a springboard into our lesson. So if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me over to Matthew chapter four, and we're going to read part of the testing in the wilderness. And in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1, it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone but in every word that comes from the mouth of God. You know, this first test that Satan brings along, it's interesting. And as we start off here, Satan asks him a very simple question. If you are the son of man or the son of God in this text, tell these stones to become bread. Now you think about it. <laughs> Scripture says that Jesus had been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. I don't know about you, but fasting just for a day, and I'm quite hungry. So it seems to be a little bit of an interesting tone when he says, hey, listen, Jesus was hungry, and then the tempter came along and said, hey, if you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. You know, and I've been a disciple, a Christian for 33 years. And I've heard this passage preached many times. I've looked at it. And on the surface, I, I believe I have a, an understanding as we have a quick read here that Satan is tempting Jesus. And Jesus turns around and he uses the Bible to defend himself. And if we go a little bit deeper and look at this, what, was, what really was Satan testing Jesus on? Was it his ability to turn rocks into bread? Or was it something deeper? And I believe it was something deeper. I believe it's in the first part of his question, if you are the son of God. You know, we get that back in Genesis where the serpent came along and questioned Eve and raising doubt about God. And I believe Satan is trying to do the same thing with Jesus here to raise doubt. It wasn't so much about meeting his physical needs and those desires, though they were there. 
but to get them to doubt and question God. You know, for you and I, what are the desires that we are often tempted by? And I want you to hold that thought because we're going to come back around to it towards the end of our lesson today. But, you know, as I've been studying some different things and listening to uh, a, an author, speaker named Marty Solomon, another one, Ray Vanderlaan, I've been learning a lot about the book of Matthew. And Matthew is writing his gospel to a Jewish audience, and I believe that's extremely important to understand context. And one of the things that I've been learning in this context is when Jesus quotes something from the text of the Old Testament, what he's really trying to get the reader or listener to do is to remember where that's from and what was the context of that passage originally. And that through studying that out and learning that, then we will come to a deeper understanding and a deeper knowledge of what Jesus is trying to get us to understand and, and learn. And this in some ways is a form of Jewish teaching, sort of a rabbinic teaching for their students that quotes would be used and you're called to reflect back in the original context of the story. Well, it just so happens if you have a Bible that uh, at the bottom page would tell you that this quote that Jesus is referring to comes out of Deuteronomy chapter 8. And so I thought, hey, let's go over there and read Deuteronomy 8, verse 1 through 3. And it says here in verse 1 of chapter 8 of Deuteronomy, Be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today, so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord, your God, led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. You know, Jesus is going back to the time of Moses, to the time of the Exodus, to Israel wandering through the desert, learning to what it would be to be a society. We have Moses coming down with the Ten Commandments on those two tablets and many other commands being shared with the people. But it's interesting. We start off here in verse 1, and we're called to give, to be careful to follow every command. And so... We look at this and we go, okay, so God was trying to teach his people the importance of their obedience to what he had asked of them. And so that they could live and increase and enter into the promised land that God had promised them. You know, you come up to the New Testament. And if we apply this, we're called to follow, to be obedient to what God has asked so that things will go well with us, that we will increase and eventually enter into the promised land. But then he says in verse 2, Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness 40 years. It's, 
you see here that it says 40 years. And yet when you get up to Matthew, it says that Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. So there's definitely a connection there as we read through that, that is trying to draw us back to this initial situation. And God says in Deuteronomy that they were in the wilderness for 40 years so that they could be humble and tested to know what was in their heart. See, Jesus is living out this example in Matthew 4. He has been led out in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, and he is being tempted. He is being tested by Satan to reveal what is in his heart. You know, again, coming back to the question, when you and I are tested, what is in our heart comes out? And again, we'll talk a little bit more about this in our conclusion. But we can see what came out of Jesus' heart. If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus' response was, no, no, let's go back to the beginning here. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. See, Jesus' heart was being tested and what was in it was coming out. And we can see here back in Deuteronomy that these tests were to humble us so that we would that God would be able to see what is going on. Are we willing to be obedient to the commands? Are we willing to humble ourselves and hunger for God? See, we've got to learn how to rely not on ourselves, not on the things around us, but on God. And to rely on God to provide for us. And I mean, you can go back and read through the story of the manna. They were hungry. They wanted food. So God provided them food every day as much as they needed for the day. They were not allowed to take more, just enough to get through the day so that they could trust that God would provide for the next day. And so their hearts were tested and their hearts revealed what was going on inside. And that's what God is trying to do through tests. You know, for you and I, if you're anything like me, it's easy to be faithful when times are going well. When job's working out well, bills are paid, things are on time, no home repairs, whatever it might be. Kids are doing great. Whatever's going, life is good. It's easy to be faithful. But what happens when things don't go according to plan? What happens when a wrench gets thrown in? What happens if a curveball comes? What happens if something happens that was unexpected? Then what's in our heart gets revealed. And then the question becomes, will we continue to be faithful to God? Or will we rely on something else to fulfill us? You know, as we wrap up here, what desires are you tempted by? What areas does Satan attack you so that you start looking at your physical needs and doubt God? See, Satan went after Jesus, not so much his desires about being hungry, though I'm sure they were there. But his real issue was you can't trust God. What circumstances come up in our lives today that cause us to doubt God? Can we lean into God? Can we trust God? Can we trust God's story? Or do we feel in times of need, in times of challenge, in time of testing, where's God in all of this?
Or can we be faithful and trust? You know, Jesus' response to this first test was to know the text. But not only to know the text, but to walk the text. You know, we, as we wrap up tonight, we need to be people who know the text. Not just merely to pull out scriptures to try to to get people to believe what we believe. Those things like that are important. But we need to be men and women who know the text. Not just merely the words on a page, but the nuance, the essence of it. What is the story behind it? And what is God trying to communicate to us? And then we need to be people who walk the text. Who don't merely know it and can quote it, but show it by how we live. You know, I spoke on this past Sunday. I've spoken on many Sundays. How we have been created in the image of God. So we are called to reflect God. If the Bible is the logos of God, the word of God, the very essence of God's being. Then as his children, as his students, as his followers... We should not only know the text, but walk the text. And so to finish up tonight, I want to give us a challenge to begin to memorize passages, to really endear it deep into our hearts. And where I'd like to start is with Deuteronomy chapter 8 in verse 2. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. To understand it, to memorize this passage, to have it in our heart, so that when we go through times of testing, we can recall this and go, these are happening to reveal my heart. So let me show the world that I don't merely know the text, but I will walk the text by being faithful to our God. Hope you have a great week. Look forward to hearing and seeing you on Sunday.